Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. I just put a rigid on the card, I ain't going playing ball. You get an NBA MVP. When you going to ball till you're five and you're back against the ball. 71 points. One of the all-time great performances. Still going bad on your head. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews, and it's a big day. The NFL season, it kicks off tonight with the Chiefs and the Lions and the start of NBA training camp. It is not far behind. So, James Harden still a sixer. Damian Lillard, still a blazer. So clearly some things need to be resolved a little bit here. So to reset where it all stands, we welcome in our senior NBA insider, Adrian Wojnarowski. And Woj, let's start with Damian Lillard, because if we go back to July, that is when Joe Cronin, the Blazers GM, said this. He preached patience. He said, if it takes months, it takes months. Well, it has taken months. So what has happened since then? Where does it all stand? And where do we go from here? Yeah, Malik, I think very little of substance has happened uh, since really that, maybe the first several days of July free agency, I think this has been an offseason in the league, especially the last few weeks, uh, where I've seen this league shut down in a way it really hadn't the last several years. Mm. But now, listen, executives with teams are back from vacations. Their kids have started school. People are back in the offices. Their players are starting to come in uh, for the start of training camp, working out in facilities. So I think you can expect there'll be more conversation I think, with the Blazers and prospective teams over the next few weeks than there were certainly over the last couple months. This is a deadline-driven league. The next real deadline or, or landmark of any real substance is the start of training camp. And right. I think you can expect think, the Blazers to talk with teams uh, again before then. But I think this is an organization that is fully prepared I think Damon Lillard perhaps is also prepared for the possibility that this season may, this training camp may start with him in camp. And then if you're the Blazers, you wait and see what happens in the first 20, 25 games of the season to see what direction teams go in. Teams may become interested who aren't interested now, or teams who are interested may uh, be willing to give more in trades. And it also gives you the possibility certainly to start constructing multi-team deals, which is what a Damian Lillard trade might look like. It may not be a one-on-one team deal. Mm. 
But for now, we wait. Woj, thank you so much. Please do not go too far. It is hard to imagine that Woj mentioned trading camp being around in the corner. Damian Lillard damaging the 11-year relationships he had with Portland. Everybody is back. The league is coming back. That means Chinea Agumake is back in the building. That means Richard Jefferson. He has been dancing all morning long. He is here. Uh, we don't need a pre. We don't need a pre. We got the And the question is, what building is Damian Lillard going to be in at the start of the season? So, Richard, if you are Dame, do you preach patience here or do you apply the pressure? Dun, 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 I want 100%. Uh, I want to preach patience today, mainly because of this. Uh, and it's weird to say this, but Kevin Durant showed us the, showed us kind of the playbook last year. They basically went to Kevin Durant, and you were one of the greatest players in this league, in the world. Yeah. We can't trade you in two months, in six weeks. We don't have – we need more of a leash to do that. And I think Kevin did it great. When Kevin left the Brooklyn Nets, they were in a great position. They got all assets. They was around, it was closer to the trade deadline. Mm. But Kevin Durant was a professional. And so if they're asking Dame to be a professional, go to camp. Do the things. Don't change your request. Yeah. But say, I'm going to be a professional and then move on. Do so we, I think he should be paid. Do we expect the, the joint press release? Remember July when it was a Kevin Durant signed the press release and the Nets signed the I same press release? That. We're all going to come gonna back. We're all going to come back. Do together. I, think, I think that team is a perfect example. But first, let's look at these numbers because when I dug into them with producer Cesar, I mean, this is a match made in heaven. You yeah. don't want to risk it with Miami and getting Dame because they were 27 to three-point percentage last year. He's sixth. People sleep on it. Sixth all-time and made threes. So he needs to get there. And if you're a Miami Heat fan, you want him there. Yep. And I think on the flip side of that Brooklyn Nets situation, you look at Kyrie. There was pressure there. And what happened, he didn't really go to where he thought or where we all sort of expected. It was Dallas, which may still work out. But I do think the path of KD being patient is much better. Right. Yeah. I'm so glad I have my sis back because she just segues us perfectly into where we need to go next. I'm here too. Barely. So much about Barely. Miami, about the Damian Lillard side of this. But when you look at it, we really need to dig into the Miami side of all of this as we say hello to our Tim Legler, who looks like he has been in Miami getting a wonderful tan, may I add. But when you look at it from the perspective of the Miami Heat, who haven't had the splashiest offseason, Tim, is it day more bust for them? Yeah, I think it is. And I, and I think now it's, it, it's definitely become that because of how much a public dissemination is going on about this particular trade. This is where we expect Damian Lillard to end up. You've already tantalized us if you're a Miami Heat fan. So now it's the Miami Heat. It's coming upon them to do what it takes to make this happen. Now, I do agree with Richard in that I think Damian Lillard has handled everything to this point in his career in Portland about as well as you possibly can. There's no need now to make it messy or be disgruntled or cause some issues as you head into training camp at the start of camp. Just let this play out. As Woj said, as you get a couple of months into the season or maybe six weeks into the season, there's going to be some things that are going to change the landscape in the NBA. Typically, injuries, teams getting off to better or worse starts than we thought potentially. That means now that more teams get interested in potentially getting into this three-team idea involving Damian Lillard because I think ultimately that is probably what it's going to take. Right. And let's just be patient. But I think at the end of the day, the Miami Heat need Damian Lillard to break through 
And I think Damian Lillard needs the Miami Heat as well if mm. he wants to worry about his long-term perspective and how he is viewed historically. Right, because Gabe Vincent, gone. Max Struess, gone for the reigning Eastern Conference champions. Ramona Shelburne is here with us as well. So, Ramona, I'd like to ask you, if you could, to please gaze into your crystal ball here with reporting as our backbone. Do you expect, when training camp rolls around in a couple of weeks, the league is just mm-hmm. starting to come back and things percolating here, Damian Lillard, will he be in Portland or will he be elsewhere or Miami? I think he's in Portland, but the question is, is he in camp? Mm. Hmm. He lives in Portland, right? Has a big house, just finished building it. Uh, Car dealerships there, a lot of family there. I don't think he's leaving town, but I think he reports. And then there's a discussion about whether they have him in camp, whether he participates in camp whether he'd be better off waiting at home in the big house. But you know who else I am curious about whether or not they are going to report to camp, my friends? It would be James Harden and the Philadelphia 76ers. So for more on that, let's say hello once again to our senior insider, Adrian Wojnarowski. Woj, what is the latest on James Harden and the Philadelphia 76ers here? Uh, Malika, the James Harden situation is really largely unchanged uh, since... Uh, Philadelphia called Harden, told them that they had tried to find a deal. They couldn't find one uh, to their satisfaction and that they planned to bring him back to camp and then the fallout from that. But the Sixers remain, listen, they're largely, their sole focus is trying to put a championship roster around Joel Embiid. Uh, Their clock is ticking in a very different way than the Blazers. Mm. And I think right now, this is not an organization that's out. uh, I think they have a much smaller group of teams that James Harden could even be traded to. They've really only talked to two teams, the Clippers and the Knicks. And I think, you know, very much so you would expect at this point uh, that leverage doesn't change uh, in terms of what other teams are going to offer Uh, The Sixers, again, training camp's coming. The difference is, I think Harden, once he gets into training camp, uh, what does that look like? What is the environment? Uh, How is he participating in all of that? And that certainly becomes, I think, the next hurdle for this organization. Uh, But the one thing you know about Daryl Morey, he doesn't like to do trades. No GM wants to do a trade where they feel like they don't get value back. And I think And the sense just in Philadelphia is uh, the best team we can put on the floor is with James Harden. Yeah. Uh, The deals they've talked about with they've talked about with the Clippers don't get them there. But again, there's a different kind of pressure. I think that James Harden can put on this organization once he arrives. Uh, But I I don't expect this to be a a significantly engaged front office Hmm. between now and in training camp. I think they start at least the beginning of camp with James Harden. Woj, thank you so very much for the latest on the James Harden situation. There's so much that that Adrian just dove into that we need to get to. I want to get to Ramona's story from yesterday in just a minute. But Richard, what I do? <laughs> well, don't give me a start on that. <laughs> we don't, we don't got time for that. What about the Knicks? Well, I mean, Woj is saying there's two teams, yeah. the Clippers and the Knicks. And we've spent some time talking about the Clippers. You got your music going. Knicks, again, this is a rare opportunity that I will tell you something. I don't know if this is the best move for you guys. You guys have been doing an outstanding job. Outstanding. Developing from within. 
drafting, getting bargain free agents when you look at a free agent like Brunson. What you got him for now looks like a very, very team friendly deal for a lot of years. So, I think your chemistry and your growth. James Harden is going to make any team better, but is this the direction that you want to keep going if you're the Knicks? I think it works out great for James Harden, but is that the direction you want to continue if the Knicks? And the other side of that equation is obviously the Los Angeles Clippers, and that makes sense considering Los Angeles is his hometown. I know. I remember last year at the trade deadline, the conversations were like, we need help at the point guard position. He's a point guard. He's really modeled his game, remolded it to really push those assists where he's been like top five the last two or three so years, especially with this time in Philadelphia. So you can say that fit could work, but he did say himself as I took notes on Ramona's article oh, that his best chance to win was in Philly. Mm-hmm. Me, hopefully you can keep that same energy with the Los Angeles Clippers, but they have a lot of pressure themselves going on. So here's what's happened in Philadelphia. James Harden and his teammates are fine. James Harden and Nick Nurse are fine. He's just not fine with Daryl Morey. And when they get to training camp, Daryl Morey's not in the gym. Amen. Okay, Nick Nurse is in the gym. Joel Embiid's in the gym. Tyrese Maxey's in the gym. And so the question for James Harden is, can you compartmentalize that? Can you do what Richard is talking about and play, reestablish your value to put some pressure on either the Sixers or the Clippers? Or... Do you stay in Philadelphia? Because, as you just said, all season long, your best chance to win is probably in Philadelphia. And as Joel Embiid said this summer, I want to win. And my best chance to do so is with James Harden. Now, I'm not going to call out any names here, but I have been a part of teams where the best player was playing at about 70% of his capability. He will play well enough to not devalue himself, but not well enough and to push himself to win games. So if you're saying you want a top running mate next to Joel Embiid, if James Harden goes out there, James Harden, we can be respectful and say at 75% of his of him focus, yep. he is still an 18 and 9 guy. Right. If he's really locked in, he's probably a 22 and 10 guy. So if he goes out there and is like, hey, look, I'm averaging 18 and 9, I'm doing this, we're not winning, maybe you should trade me because he's not going to give your 100% all. But at the end of the day, the stakes are high. The East, I don't want to say it's wide open because the Boston Celtics are still up there and the Milwaukee Bucks yep. are still lurking with some big questions that we're going Miami to get into a little bit mark. later in the show. Miami is a question mark. Philly has high stakes here. It is their time because the clock is always ticking on at Joel Embiid. All right, coming up on NBA Today, Richard names names. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Team USA takes on Germany tomorrow in the FIBA World Cup semifinals. We're going to preview that matchup and break down the keys for the U.S. Okay, I'll break it down. It was Tim Duncan. He was she was trying, <laughs> Tim Duncan was trying to get Thank traded. You. I didn't want to tell anybody. Uh, the Lakers, we're going to talk about them, too, right because now. they added another piece to their front court. Have they done enough, though, to be legit title contenders? And, tonight, do you got your phone? Oh, she's got it. Oh, I do. One I got the, two phones. And one for them. Uh, pull out your phone. Scan the QR code on the screen. Not vote for that the reason. question of the day. Ooh. Which team is most likely to repeat since the NFL is getting underway? Is it the Nuggets or is it the Chiefs? Don't go anywhere. we got a jam-packed show. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Welcome back to NBA Today. Welcome back to NBA Today. Team USA is getting set for their semifinal game tomorrow morning against Germany. It's at 8.40 Eastern. Richard, are you getting up? Heck yeah, I'm getting up. I've been getting up for all of Well, look. The U.S. had some special guests today at practice in Manila. We have three-time Olympic gold medalist. We have Carmelo Anthony, gold medalist Pau Gasol, four-time FIBA gold medalist Bird Spain? in the building. <laughs> What's going on here? I'm like a global ambassador. It's all global you know, love. They know how? a thing or two about winning. He's nothing but a glorified Christian Wood. <laughs> oh, I know. All right, all right, other Richard. Against Germany, it. who is undefeated in this tournament, is right here. Richard, pay attention. I am paying attention. The Americans have the advantage in points and rebounds, assists, but the teams are pretty even when you look at shooting from deep. For more on this matchup, let's go out to Manila, where Brian Windhorst is. Hey, Malika, greetings from Manila. Team USA has just wrapped up practice here, getting ready for Friday morning's World Cup semifinal game against Germany. Now, the focus for the U.S. in this game is going to be speed. When they look back at their loss to Lithuania last weekend, they realized they had lost the character of this team, which was playing fast. That's fast on defense, trapping, moving, trying to deny, trying to apply pressure, and offense, which means even if you've got a free fast break, don't necessarily dribble it up the court. Pass it up the court. That was one thing that they got Anthony Edwards to do that made a big difference in their quarterfinal win against Italy. Anthony Edwards scored 32 fewer points against Italy than he did against Lithuania, but in many ways played a better team game. That's something the U.S. wants to carry forward. And we asked Dan about that today, and he said, listen, that's what I have to do when I play for the Timberwolves. Sometimes I've got to try to score a lot of points. Sometimes I've got to distribute the ball, and that's what he's done here and what he will look to continue to do. The thing about Germany, Dennis Schroeder had a really shaky game against Latvia in their, in their quarterfinal. He took 26 shots, guys, 26, and he made four of them. Missed 22 shots, probably should have been eliminated, but they got a reprieve when Davis Bertans, who's now with the Oklahoma City Thunder, missed a three-pointer at the buzzer that would have won the game. Schroeder plays very, very fast, and that is something that has given the U.S. trouble of their own in the half court, especially when they played three weeks ago. The Americans are also getting ready for Franz Wagner. He just missed two weeks, and the Orlando Magic, really good young player, came back and played great coming off an ankle injury against Latvia. Only took eight shots. Did you hear that? He had eight. Schroeder had 26. Anyway, he only took eight shots, but he made five of them, played really well. That's great size, so you know that the Americans have always got to worry about size. So Schroeder and Franz Wagner, two guys they're going to prepare for, uh, definitely in the game plan. Yeah, I mean, Schroeder averaging 18 and 6 per game. It's, they're going to have their hands full as we say hello once again to Tim Legler. Uh, Tim, let's just get right into it here. It's pretty much gold or bust, right, for Team USA. Those are the expectations. So starting with you, who do you think is most important if they are to execute that plan and win gold? 
Malik, I go with Mikhail Bridges, mm -hmm. and, and I think the reason is because both ends of the floor, right? He's critical to them, and in this particular situation against Germany, you're talking about a guy in Dennis Schroeder who is obviously not going to be intimidated by the guys in front of him. He plays against them all the time. He knows these guys, but he's extremely confident. He's extremely aggressive. He knows on this particular team, he is the man. So he's got the ultimate green light. He is capable of putting so much pressure on you relentlessly offensively with his push up the floor. Mikael Bridges' defense against him is going to be a major factor in this game and slowing them down and getting to the gold medal game. But then I also think it's the supplement offense he is capable of giving you on a given night. We know now Anthony Edwards is, is basically the guy on this team offensively, but where's the next guy going to come from? Where is that 18 to 20 points going to come from? Bridges can do that, and if he does that with the impact that he has defensively, I think he is the most critical guy going forward in these two remaining games to allow the United States to win it all. I mean, what a luxury they have to be able to have a guy like Mikhail Bridges defensively on Dennis Schroeder. To be that size and to be able to, to lock up Dennis Schroeder, but also play on the wing and be on the court for as many minutes as he's probably going to have to play in this game, mm -hmm. I think it's definitely Bridges because, as Brian mentioned, the, the U.S. wants to play fast. That's, that's going to be their offense here. But defensively, the key to stopping Germany is to slow down Dennis Schroeder, and he's going to be the guy. Yeah, but I also think that we have all eyes and, like, our eyebrows went up when it came to the their loss because of Jaron Jackson Jr., his mm. foul trouble, that could be a huge issue, especially going up against the front court of Germany that has the Wagner brothers, that has Daniel Tyson. So to me, that's the X factor. Jaron Jackson Jr.'s availability, he's giving you, what, eight points per game, 2.8 rebounds per game that needs to go through the roof, one block per game. This is a guy that I believe led the NBA in blocks last season. Yep. And so, yeah, you want to make sure that your opponents are fearful when they're attacking the rim. And if he's not on the floor, that changes the mindset of guys on the perimeter, and that expands their game. So I agree, Mikhail Bridges in defense, but also that interior defense through Jaron Jackson Jr. is very important. Uh, and I, I completely agree with Janae, mainly because of this. If, when you watch the Lithuania game, they were switching across the board, which the U.S. does because they have size. But the problem is, is that they didn't have any bigs. So they were rolling those guys into the paint, and then they were posting up. You were asking him to guard Jonas Valanciunas. You were asking guards. And you have no weak side shot blocker because Jaron Jackson Jr. was in foul trouble. So you can't switch across the board, have a big roll of guy into a paint and then don't have a free safety. That's the Anthony Davis. That's the BAM. Yep. That, that's, that's what Jaron Jackson Jr. does for Team USA. So for me, it is Jaron Jackson Jr. Your defense of switching across the boards got exposed once they started rolling those guys to the post. You got killed on the glass and then you weren't able to get out and transition and play fast. So to me, it's Jaron Jackson Jr. He's got to manage the whole thing. Don't foul. Give up a layup. Yeah. Don't get in foul trouble because the <laughs> big depth, even though you have six, nine wings across the board, you don't have a seven-foot Kevin Durant Correct. that can play your yep. five. So, to me, it's Jaron Jackson Jr., and it's purely defensively. I don't care about the offense. If you're elite defensively, everything else will be fine. Particularly when you looked at the way that he picked up some of those fouls yes. 30 seconds into the game. That's always like, been his thing. That's exactly. His thing. Well, and then we could get into what's Luke's thing. Yeah. And then, blah, blah, blah. We'll have the full highlights <laughs> of that game covered up tomorrow, but it's coming up on today's show. We're going to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers Ooh. because they keep shaking things up. They keep adding pieces. Are they the clear winners of the offseason thus far? We're going to dive into all of the moves they made most recently Christian Wood and then two-time NBA they signed Pal Gasol and NBA champion Giannis Attentacumpo you are still on that Richard did you see Giannis's comments though in the New York Times how much pressure is on the Bucks this season plus we're gonna have a very special FIBA World Cup edition of Ooh. Top of the Top Go on, get your popcorn ready because oh. the highlights are nasty okay
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. What a crushing finish for the Lakers. If you're going to legitimately compete for a championship, you have to dissect what you have and you don't have. We want to fit the puzzle together in a way that will help us compete for championships. Rob Lincoln and the Lakers are doing exactly what the hell they're supposed to be doing. Four-year max extension with guard Austin Reeves. D'Angelo Russell has agreed to return. Orion Prince. Gabe Vincent. Jackson Hayes. Rui Hachimura. Three-year, $51 million extension. Cam Reddish. Christian Wood. Now you're contending and you're still building for the future. They're right in the thick of things where they need to be. All right, so Rob Palinka has been busy this hour. Why did I say it like that? All I don't right. Know I no idea. I uh, no the idea. Lakers 2020 title. I'm just drinking my coffee. It's way too yeah. casual on set today. All right, it was four years ago. We're going to button up a little bit. LeBron and Anthony Davis, they are the only remaining players from that championship roster. So here's just a little reminder of what they have done this offseason because the Lakers, they kept their core together. They re signed key pieces. Austin Reeves, the pride of Manila right now. Fans love him. Correct. D'Angelo Russell, Rui Hachimura, and then they also added Gabe Vincent. Recently, they added Christian Wood. They also added Cam Reddish. And then Anthony Davis signed a three-year extension. So, Chanae Gumake. Yes, ma'am. Have the Lakers done enough to extend LeBron's championship window here in L.A.? Yes, the Lakers have done enough, but so has the rest of the Western Conference. And so that's the neutralizer because I look at the Phoenix Suns and their championship window started when you brought in Bradley Beal and put all the chips in the middle of the table and said, this is a team that we expect to win. And that's in competition with so many other teams in the West. I like what the Lakers have done. They've taken small pieces that will, you know, carry them through a long way. But I really look at Phoenix because those are the, that's the team right there. They have four players that, based off of last season, can give you 100 points a game. Mm. KD with 29, Book with 28, Beal with 23, Aiton with 18. So, yeah, I, I'm happy with what the Lakers have constructed and how they finished last year's season. But the West is heavy, and it's and it's deep. And I look at the Suns as that team that really has that expectation versus LeBron James, even yeah. though we know it's tied to him, not necessarily the team as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. I want to get into the rest of the West, the best of the West, in just a little bit. But when we're focusing on the Lakers, because we have talked about them as a team that could get back to that pinnacle, Ramona, when you look at the moves that they've made. What? What did I do? No, I gave the look. What's I was look? talking about Chanae. What? What's up? Talk to me. Um, we're talk later. Okay, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> no, I was more wow. talking about she. No, I was more talking about you she wanted to go to Phoenix, and I'm like, we're talking about the Lake Show, and I think Phoenix. While you're are you are yeah. correct, I feel like this roster. I know you're talking about the yeah the Phoenix. They have a lot. They have more work to do, in my opinion. Yeah. Top heavy, a lot of work to do. That's what we saw with the Lakers. Top heavy, not a lot of stuff in the, in the middle. Their top heavy is a little. Is different. it championship realistic right now for the Los Angeles Lakers based on the uh, roster they've constructed? Like, do you expect one this year right now based on the talent? Expect one. I think that. They 
they finished as a top four team last year. I think yeah, they'll be a better team this year. And I think, yes, this is this is a chance. It's not it's championship realistic. or bust. It's beyond realistic. They yeah. should be a top four favorite team going into next season. They, they weren't top. They finished the year in the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. And obviously they were not close because the Nuggets swept them, okay, in the Western Conference Finals. But when you look at this Lakers team, they, they had the same core and they are better. They added more to that. Yep. The big question, though, is going to be I actually, th- I actually think Gabe Vincent versus Dennis Schroeder. Like Dennis Schroeder was a really good contributor for them last year, and I, I think they will miss him. I think they will miss his spirit. Gabe Vincent's a good add there. That's the replacement, obviously. That's the biggest change I see. But Austin Reeves has taken a step forward. Mm-hmm. And, Richard, you played on the team that won, right? What does LeBron need? That secondary playmaker. He is developing into that secondary playmaker in the way that all great LeBron James teams have. You need it, and that was the thing. You saw it late late in the postseason where Bron's off the ball and Austin Reeves is going to work. You've seen it with USA Basketball where Austin Reeves is a great glue guy filling in the gaps. To your point, I 100% agree with you. When I look at the Lake Show, I look at the one thing, I like the Christian Wood signing because of offense, you need more shooting. I still think that you need a defensive big. You saw what, yep. what Jokic did. You would prefer to have uh, a defensive big on yep. Jokic than have Anthony Davis yeah. play the free. We've already talked he about would. how much we like to play Jackson the five. Hayes, right? We, we, Jackson Hayes, yes. I just like defensive bigs because you're going to need a lot I mean, of bodies. Embiid, Giannis. If you're talking about winning a championship. I can't say they're the favorites because we all saw what the Denver Nuggets no, did. No, 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 no. I do think that they can make it and they can win if the yep, situation yep. is perfect. And then they're also teams with great expectations like the Suns. So I can't sit here and say like, oh, yes, it's the Lakers that are expected to win. Well, we've seen exactly who they're up against. Well, I, my only thing is this, is that we also are looking at the Lakers improving and yep. Austin Reeves making jumps, True. Rui making jumps because yep. they made jump from last year. Mm-hmm. Denver's lost people. That's the thing. Denver's How lost. big of a deal is it going to be when 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 Jeff isn't out there, when Uncle Jeff isn't out there? How big is it when going to be Bruce when Brown. Bruce Brown yeah, isn't right. coming, hitting those corner threes and making those big defensive plays? I think Tim Legler may have the answer to that. Let's bring go. him back into the conversation because we, we we jumped around a little bit here, but I guess my question at the end of the day, Legs, is it a baby crying that we're hearing there? Is it construction? Not really sure. But, <laughs> it is. That's my boy. He's got a few things to add to it, too. Oh, yeah. We, He's got a few things to We add. want to hear his yeah. perspective. Yeah. We absolutely do. But I also want to hear yours on who had the best NBA offseason. I think the Lakers did. And, and I think, look, here, here's what it comes down to. They are in the discussion. They're relevant in terms of contenders in the Western Conference. And I don't think going into the season, we've said that the last few years, not realistically. I mean, they kind of reinvented their team a year ago at the All-Star break. And then they made that run to the conference finals. It surprised a lot of people. This is different. The pieces that they've added, it feels more like you're actually building a basketball team with complementary parts to go around their top talent. And they retain the key guys that they had to. And remember, Austin Reeves really hit his stride the second half of the year. Think about how much more confident he is going to be now from day one. You have a guy that's really feeling himself coming into the season. So I look at the Lakers, the way they've rounded out this team, the way they've retained the key guys that they had. And for the first time in several years, I believe they are in the mix in terms of teams that could legitimately win the Western Conference because there's Denver and a lot of uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And the Lakers are a team now that can kind of grab that void in the West while some of 
of these teams are trying to figure out who they are. Grab that void. I like that because <laughs> the, the, the Warriors, they added talent. There's a lot of questions on fit. The Suns, they added talent. There's yeah. a lot of questions on fit and depth, and we're going to see how all of it shakes out. Austin Reeves has had an excellent summer as well at FIBA. And speaking of, coming up, the basketball world has showed up, showed out. Is Austin Reeves going to make an appearance, you think, in our top of the top, Rich? Uh, I don't know. There's some highlight. Ooh, the we have field. cooked up something special, Chanae. Let's get it. Plus, hurry up. Time is running out here. I said hurry up. Take out your phone. Scan the QR code. Vote on our newest poll. This is a tough one. I'm, I'm not totally sure which team is more likely to repeat. Is it uh, the Nuggets or is it the Chiefs? Not easy to get to a Super Bowl. I'm leaning to the It's hard to get to the Super Bowl. Right, I'm leaning to the day, Nuggets. We'll be right back. Give me some Nuggets. Chicken? Yes. Welcome back to NBA Today. After getting bounced from the quarterfinals of the World Cup, Luka Doncic in Slovenia, they were back in action, Richard, against Lithuania. Luka, he scored a game-high 29 points. It wasn't nearly enough, though. Lithuania got the win 100-84. to No, Lithuania was nice. We saw they gave the U.S. their one loss so far this summer. Uh, they have a big team. Again, Lithuania, Slovenia, this is kind of a toss-up game if you look at the talent on both sides. Today, Jonas Valanciunas led the way for Lithuania. Look, I love the post playing big in the international competition. I'm here for this. We'll take a look at this now. These are the eight teams who have secured their spot for the 2024 Olympics in Paris. You have the U.S., Serbia. Might we see Nikola Jokic, Germany, Canada, Australia. South Sudan! South Sudan. Let's go. Congrats, the story of FIBA so far, France and Japan. Notably, not Lucas squad. All right. As we head into the final stretch of the tournament, let's take a look at some of the best plays. A little top of the top FIBA World Cup action. Oh, let's and here go. is where we're going to start. We're going to start with the best dimes, okay. if you please. Okay, I'm not saying no name. Where did look? Yo, that was clean. That the was fake clean. with the lefty around? Okay. That was clean. Say, oh, it was a fake and then around. Yeah. Shout out Latvia. Yeah. One more time. Ooh. Clean. Yeah, I, Kelly Olenek, he got in the middle of that one. Okay, you have to say Kelly Olenek. Oh, Olenek. Oh, then you got this one. Over the head. Oh, yeah, that, look, that, that was cute. That, that's, that's, we know this guy. That, that's that's oh, what yeah, he that does. Nice. That yeah. was, it's sad that his teammate wasn't exactly ready for it, but Why here we go. He made it, though. Ooh. With the left. Okay. Oh, okay. did we see the two small? He said. He can't and one, but between, between the legs. Between the legs. Now, if he was really take off. <laughs> one, two, catch a body. Wait, it's hold okay, on. Did we see it? Yep, he did it too small real quick. Oh, well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then we're going to get one more here. Oh, we're oh, oh, top sure. alley oops. See, this is what he should have been doing and stopped shooting so much. I know this was earlier. This wasn't. Wow, yeah, Richard. Yeah. He was yeah, shooting he too much. Pick and score. He knows. We know he can score. Ty's throwing it down. Yes. Oh, this is going to okay. be a good game. We That's got a good a really game. One. I'm, I'm a little oh. nervous for the U.S. Why would you be nervous? No. Oh, this one. Oh, Tyree Halliburton. He knows, too. He's so high. He's been waiting to show off. I can't jump that high. Hey, we ain't seen this since who? Since Jamal Crawford pulled it off? Oh, Jay Crawford. We ain't seen yeah. since Jamal Crawford pulled it off. I know what you're doing. Shout out my guy, J5. <laughs> Let's go. Paolo Bancaro. And then you know we had to get some top posters into this yes, as That's all I've been waiting for. I don't care about dimes. I want the poster. Catch a body! Yeah, that was nice. Mr. Oh. Wagner, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little worried about Wagner now. He's back and balling. He wasn't. He uh, could be a problem. Oh, he's going to be a huge yeah. problem. Okay, who, what, what's the next dunk? What's the next dunk? Show me some Kathy, feed us. Who, who's, is, who? Oh, he Oh, lefty? Oh, with the left. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. Y'all, come on, my guy. You know what his last name is? Jefferson, bear down, 
throw it out. You know, you already know. You already know. <laughs> I've, been waiting on, I've been waiting on that Arizona call. And then he had the nerve to say, I need a coffee. We're like, no, I've been hyped up all day. Nikhil Alexander Walker. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a real one. Was that an M one? That better all right. Than. Go ahead, so catch up all of it. this. Now that we've seen the highlights, now that we are prepared, <laughs> I feel like we side. need to make a couple side. of picks. Get over there. Get over there. I'm on Shanae, my way. Come over here. Because Richard. Oh, okay. Shanae, that makes sense. Uh, I'll assume when you tell me. Really yeah. I appreciate. You guys have a conference yet? Richard, have a conference yet? No. ACC. Wow, that's gonna be a fun travel. I wish we went the Notre Dame route, but it's okay. Which player has boosted their stock the most this summer? In the World Cup. I got you. You know who I'm on, right? My guy, Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks has absolutely balled out. I was all about this signing for Houston. I love the energy that he brings. Luka complimented him in his defense against him. Yep. So it was like when you're seeing this, you're getting compliments from the great players. Lower the antics. Keep playing that basketball. He's he's actually overvalued his contract right now. He might be underpaid Still the way the he camera. played for Canada. Richard, does that mean that you're a Houston Rockets fan? I've he's been, been saying that. I'm, I've been heavy been. on the Rockets I know, fans. but I just Coming wanted to get squad. it certified. Yeah. The person that I'm picking, we talked about, Austin Reeves. Yep. I mean, what a story. You know, come into the league, undrafted free agent, then bets on himself, goes to the Lakers, boosts his stock there, becomes a starter, now is an international sensation. Mm -hmm. Literally the fans going crazy for this man. You love to see it. And booing Dylan Brooks. Somehow that memo has gone international as well. All right, just because they boosted their stock the most, though, that doesn't necessarily mean they would have been the best player in the World Cup. Who do you have for that, Rich? I got you. Wait a second. Bam! That's oh, my okay, guy. Perk. My guy, shout out Big Perk. He's on a cruise. All you can eat. Watch out. Wow. Edwards. Wow. This has been the best player. What's wrong, Malik? Wow. Uh, Anthony Edwards has been the best player, in my opinion. He's leave. been dominant. He's even. been consistent. Like, really? He's been doing what? He's not on a cruise? First of all, he is. All I'm saying is this. He's done a great job. When they need him to score, <laughs> when they need him to facilitate, he's done a great job defensively. Everybody that's been watching Team yes. USA says Anthony Edwards has a chance to be a top five player next year. Are you okay, Cheney? Yeah. Um, hey, them cruises, I've man. been on the cruises. That's what you do. You do eat a lot. You eat a lot. You got to eat a lot. We got to open up the doors get our guy out. Let's go. Best player, I think this could really shape up to be potentially if they upset. You are too much. Jay <laughs> Gilders Alexander. I think he's number three right now in the FIBA points per game with 25 points per game. He was first team all NBA last season. He's just carried that over to international play. They've had a couple silvers, a couple bronzes. They want a gold, and it's going to go through this guy. All right. Favorite to win gold since Shanae mentioned gold. Okay, because so, I haven't seen my sis Shanae in a while. Mm -hmm. I decided to go very similar to who she he? did. <laughs> Show him. Show him. I got a toss-up. This is why. No, this is why. Legit. <laughs> like, I didn't know you could it, wait, I didn't know y'all make those. That, first of all, that's what you've been doing for years. But you first got a cute little button for that. I do. You know what I'm saying. Hey, look, this is my thing. The way Canada has played, especially in their, uh, the way they played against Spain, the way they played in their last game, Dylan Brooks has been outstanding. Shea is a first-team All-NBA guy. Yep. We know who he is. And when you look at Lou Dort, R.J. Barrett, obviously the, the yep. overall collection of their group, yep. if they get into a game with the U.S., yep. it's a toss-up. They have all-stars on their squad. We've got all-stars. It's going to be a toss-up. Any game, anything can happen. I don't know. That's a win for us, but I'm still going with Team USA. I love what Shea has been able to do and You're Team Canada homer. has done. But you know what? You know, I'm just saying that <laughs> Team USA, they are the favorites. And we would be shocked if they lost, but nonetheless, we'd understand why. Because the rest of the world has really yep. you know, increased their competition, and it's been fun to see. 
the, if the rest of the world, if we lose in this World Cup, it's not because the rest of the world up their competition. No, I know. Because the best, the best weren't they're there. They're not playing. I yeah, get what Giannis, you're saying. Our but best still, are not out seen, there, but we have but look, a damn good roster look at the NBA, that should though. win. Look they at the world win. in the NBA and who has won MVPs the last few years. They I feel like the And who is the number one pick this Thank year. Thank you. That part. Keep it going. All right. While the gold medal is going to be handed out this weekend, it's not the only hardware that is at stake. We have UFC 293. It's on Saturday from Sydney, Australia. The main card, it begins at 10 Eastern on pay-per-view with the prelims at 8 Eastern on ESPN News Deportes and ESPN Plus. Be afraid of a black dude named Israel. That's all I'm going to say. Coming up on NBA Today, we dissect Giannis' comments about his future in Milwaukee. Could this be a make-or-break season? Mr. Jefferson has the answer. Uh, that's not true. I'm Plus, have you voted yet, Rich? Which I voted every time. More likely to repeat. Is it the Chiefs? He's Is it the Nuggets? We're going to reveal the results later in the show. Scan the QR code He's now. the biggest liar here. Who, me? You. I'm sure that's not true. Maybe in 15 years, 20 years, maybe my number is up there next to Kareem. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. It takes more than skills to be great. That's what people don't understand. You can be the most skillful person on earth, still don't make the NBA. The NBA is not about skills. When you think about LeBron, you think about consistency. He's been great for 20 years. Think about MJ. Edge about getting better, obsession. Kobe, obsession. Steph. Man, it's not just skills. The thing that makes me a step further than people is the obsession and the discipline I have towards the game. Welcome back to NBA Today. So, Zach Lowe said that this has been, it's not been James Harden, it has not been Damian Lillard, this has been the single biggest storyline of the last couple of weeks while the show was away. Because nearly two and a half years after signing a five-year, $228 million Supermax extension, Giannis is eligible to tack on an additional two or three years starting on September 22nd. So we've been talking about a whole lot of moves that could be made. Here's what he said in a recent interview with the New York Times. He said, quote, there will never be hard feelings with the Milwaukee Bucks. The real question's not going to be this year. Numbers-wise, it doesn't make sense. By the way, it absolutely doesn't. It would make zero sense to be signed this year. But next year, it would make much more sense for both parties. Even then, this is the crux of it, I don't know. I don't want to be 20 years on the same team and don't win another championship. And Ramona, I said on Monday, the thing that I am going, rather Tuesday rather, the thing that I'm going to be looking at is February 22nd because Drew Holiday, yep. what happens with him could be a premonition as to what is to come. What more can you tell us about that? Yeah, he's a extension eligible this this February and if he doesn't extend with the Milwaukee Bucks he could as a player option to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year now the Bucks are already thin in that backcourt yep. they're gonna have to ask a lot from Giannis Antetokounmpo to play in the backcourt to be a playmaker as well as Drew Holiday because they don't really have much in the backcourt beyond that and that is asking a lot of two guys who Giannis basically just put them on notice saying I like it here I, I'm open to the idea, but you've got to show me. And the first read that we will get is what happens with Drew Holiday and whether he signs that extension. Because you need those complimentary players yep. around Giannis 
as Richard is making the space. We've not yet had a chance to hear Those your reaction. Lips. I haven't seen that in a while. To I, what I, I, I'm going to be very guarded with what I say here. But reading Why? those compliments, or reading those comments, I would say that there is a more likely chance, if we were going 41, 40, or 51, 49, right. that he's probably going to look at other places to lead. But this is one thing that I think you need to make sure you understand. Just because you go to another place doesn't mean that you're going to be guaranteed a championship. He is basically saying that I'm, I'm, I don't want to be here in Milwaukee and only win a championship. I want to constantly be competing for a championship because there is no guarantee. He can go to another place and with him, they'll compete. But the question is, will he go to another place? Let's say the Knicks, the Lakers. I'm just going to throw out random teams. Miami. And all of a sudden he's there. Will they be able to put a great team around him like they did in Milwaukee because right now in Milwaukee they've put great teams around him whether they get it done or not every year they're one of the top two or three teams he's got an MVP chance and they got a chance at a championship that scenario might follow him and it might not there is no guarantee but I think Giannis is looking other places with other people and that should worry them and by the way y'all this is not the first time he sort of hinted at this I think there were some words similar to at the start of last season yep. that he said hey guys like I don't know if I'm gonna be here forever but I want to win a championship and compete at the highest level and so I think he's doing the right thing you have to apply that pressure because we had an amazing intro montage talking about it you know talking about obsession and all those things he is one of the greats people say that he is the best player in the NBA and he knows that all those things are predicated on legacy, and that is winning championships. So he has to apply this pressure. But, Ramona, you're very astute in saying that it starts with the pieces around him, and that will help make the decision for him. He is maniacal when it comes to winning. Mm -hmm. He is obsessed Love when it. it comes to winning. He wants to win in Milwaukee again. We None of us have any doubt about that, but it comes down to winning. Speaking of winning, who is going to win on Sunday in our WMA uh, game oh, on ESPN2? The, the last one of the regular season, Aces, Mercury. It begins at 3 Eastern. We'll be back in 60 seconds. Part of the show. 60 seconds, let's go. One, I'm out of here. Two, go Sparks. With the NFL season finally here, Get Up wants to play a game of show and tell. We will show you what happened around the league and then tell you what it means with the best analysts and insiders in the business. Get Up gives you the NFL information you need to start your day and amaze your friends. Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern on ESPN. Way too open. All right, the Kansas Sorry. City Chiefs title defense, it kicks off in less than five you hours. Need I really don't know You're what like, I'm going to do with oh, you. Uh, do they have a better chance or out. the Denver Nuggets have a better chance to repeat? We have been asking our yeah. viewers all show long. Here is what you at home had Who won? to say, Richard. Oh, no, this is like Who won? The Chiefs. The Chiefs. Oh, wow. I look. Wow. 64% of you said the Chiefs are going to win. What say you, Richard Jefferson? I, I understand why they said that. The Chiefs have won multiples. They've been in their the the, the championship game in five years. They, Kelsey. But the Denver Nuggets also have the best player in the world. Listen, my girl Mina Kimes just Ooh, said yes. that the Chiefs' offensive line is not what it used to their be. Their defensive oh, line, Patrick, they're missing a guy, Patrick they're missing running somebody. For his so I listen to Mina. Okay? Whatever Mina says, we do. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Right. Kelsey's I'm going to go with the Nuggets. Wait, do we have more basketball or can we talk about something? Chanae's pick? Wait, did I make a pick? Richard, talk. I'm going Nuggets. 
No, I'm Nuggets, saying, guys, we, 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 got, we got Ben Shelton tonight. Is anybody excited about the U.S. Yeah. Open? We got the U.S. Open tonight. We got our guy, Ben Shelton. Is it Francis Tiafo too? No, he beat uh, Ben Shelton. Yeah, he beat him two days ago. Oh, yeah. he beat, man. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm yeah, he beat our guy. That's all right. Coco. You got, you got time to go. Coco, we got Coco. Up one of we're we're going to like oh, We got Keys. I got Keys there, too. We got a semifinal with two women. We got a potential women final. We got a lot of big things. you're going to be watching tennis? I love tennis. I love tennis. Okay. Chanae, did you have enough time for you to make your pick, the Chiefs Basketball, and the Nuggets. What did Mina say? What's, what did she said the Chiefs offensive line is not what it used to be. So the Nuggets. Yeah, there you so go. Nuggets, really? thanks, Mina. Thanks, thanks, thanks for that. I Chanel. thought I was going to go with the Chiefs, but not because of, not against the Nuggets. I'm, I'm really concerned about who they lost, and the West is tough. Yeah, that's true. And with the new but they just drafted like five more people to replace I don't, I don't. Yeah, I'm focused on the U.S. Open. This is my last day I'm at work. You my squad I did, I did, because I was, I, honestly, I was thinking you about it. You know what? It. People are dressed like that in People are dressed like that in New York. That is hot. It's muggy. But Ben, I'm rooting for you. I'm watching. We got a wine party, Ben. 20 years. I was going to do it for us. The real football experts are coming up next. Mina Kimes, Laura Rutledge, Dan Orlovsky, Marcus and crew. We will see you tomorrow. Come on, Ben. Let's get it.